Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Give us a text 0457 736 736. I'm sure you've got a lot of stuff you want to get off your chest. Obviously, the Rabbitohs, huge news coming out of the Rabbitohs. Plenty to talk about, so give us a text. Make sure you're following our brand-new Twitter profile at Captain's Run NRL and follow SEN League, Instagram and TikTok. Smitty, how you going, brother? Kempi, mate, I'm I'm flying at the moment. Uh, another week closer to finals. We're only a fortnight away, so pumped about that. Good afternoon to all of our listeners, too, that tune into the Captain's Run every week. Um, a bit happening today, mate. Oh, man. Do you want to get straight into it or what? Oh, mate, let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into it. Okay, so the Rabbitohs, you know, you look at, if you were just to talk about their performances, that's enough controversy in itself. You know, they're mm-hmm. a powerhouse, they're a premiership threat. But it has been released today that Morris will move on from the club, not not immediately, mm-hmm. but Sam Burgess, club legend, one of the greatest forwards all time, has been, you know, stepped aside. It depends mm-hmm. who you ask. If you ask him, he stepped aside. If you ask other people, he was uh, let go. Moved uh, on. Moved on uh, to concentrate on the birth of his new child coming soon, but also his job next year in the Super League. Uh, yeah, look, it is it is um, a big day for Rabbitohs fans. We've actually got some uh, uh, some audio from the CEO on Sam's departures and also Jason Demetrio on the current issues at the club. Sam's got a fair bit on at the moment. He's about uh, his partner Lucy's about to give birth in the next few weeks um, to a baby. Um, he's getting more and more involved in terms of preparing for Warrington and the head coach role there, and um, recruitment and retention for next season, and even having um, some discussions with the team there now to try and ensure that they finish the season in the strongest possible fashion. So they're the two major um, reasons why um, Sam and the club agreed today. It was in the, everyone's best interest that he is allowed to focus on those two. At the moment, our team's un- we're lacking confidence, and you can see that out in the field. You can see that there's there's doubt and there's a lot of noise going on between the ears. And when that happens, sometimes your body language doesn't look great, and that in, and that doesn't reflect well to people watching the game. I understand that, um, and we're working really hard to address that. And I thought on the weekend there was it was a high quality game of footy, really high quality game of footy from a team that's playing some really good footy in front of a packed house, and you know the couple of things didn't go our way. Um, especially when the score was 12-4 and, um, you know, the game got away from us. But there's some real positive signs in there and, and that's what we'll focus on this week and focus on getting the job done. Smitty, what do you reckon, mate? Mm. Well, yeah, it's it's big news, isn't it? That, you know, this close to finals and particularly where the Rabbitohs are placed. Like, so they get the bye this week, so they've moved to 30 points, I believe it is. And look, there, there's a chance that if they don't win their last game against the Roosters... Um, they'll miss out altogether. And now it's been made even harder with, um, you know, their, their star fullback, Latrell Mitchell, being ruled out for that game with the one-match one, one match suspension. So there's a lot happening. It's just the timing of it's really strange to move on um, a guy like Sam Burgess you know, because of... You know, and the reasons are, are valid, of course, you know. Like, you can't sort of question the reasons why, you know, because of the impending, you know, birth of his, of his child and... and the head coaching role, of course, as we know that he's um, he's been given next year in the UK, of course. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, Sam's professional enough to be able to um, concentrate on his role as a Rabbitohs assistant coach for the remainder of this year and, and move through those, um, those other things that are happening in his life at the moment. Um, just a really strange time. To, to move some coaching staff on, given where they are at the moment. And they're not traveling well. Like, let's be honest. Like, they're, they're not playing great football at all. Um, 
and I know um, Jason Demetrio just said there was a high quality game on the weekend. Well, you know they took on the Knights, and they are they are a team that's obviously playing really well. They've won was it seven in a row now, Kempy? Mm. Um, you know they've got the longest streak just behind um, Penrith, but like the Rabbitohs completed at under sixty percent. Like you you can't say that that's a high quality game when you've com- when your team's completed. Just over fifty percent of of their um, sets of six, like that's that's not great at all. You know the quality football sides they, they complete over seventy five percent pretty much every week. You know, sort of touching up around the eighty percent mark. So um, there's a lot of signs, and it's not just from the last game. You know, ever since around I reckon the middle stages of the year, and we spoke to Damian Cook about this last week. You know, they, they went on that that little run where they were. They were, pro- they were the form team of the competition from round 6 to 12. And a lot of people were saying, well, yeah, it's the year of the bunny. They could they could really take this premiership on and, and they could end Penrith's run. Since then, they just they have not fired a shot. They've won a game here or there, but they've just they've really struggled. And, and you know, I, I do agree with the quote from, um, from the coach saying that, you know, they're down on confidence. There's no doubt about that because they're just – they're not winning football games. They're just things that they're trying. They're just it's not working for them. But yeah, it's 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 huge news, and it's what it is is it's it's a major just disruption coming into the most important part of the season for them. They're, they're, they're probably lucky they got the bye, Kempy. Mm, mate, I uh, look. This is a tough one because <laughs> you don't want to call. You don't want to say people aren't telling the truth, but at the same time, I just think that. Look, I think that the Rabbitohs could have maybe handled it differently. As a huge mm. business, of mm. course, there's a certain uh, front or there's a certain story you have to tell your huge audience and huge community. So I understand the pressures of that. But I do believe the way it's kind of been presented has left a lot of room for speculation, and that's the last thing the club needs. Mm. I think they probably would have been better off. Um, and very easy for me to say. I don't have, you know, multiple shareholders, you know, hundreds of thousands of fans, all of that to put pressure on a decision. But I think they could have just got on the front foot and said, this happened, this happened, this happened. We decided, you know, to part ways. Yeah, the headlines would have been for the next 24 hours would have been pretty hectic. But Mm. after that, the speculation kind of goes because you've just explained kind of what it is. Whereas I kind of feel like at the moment, it just, it's one plus one is not equaling two. To let go of, at the moment, their defense is, you know, nowhere near where we know it is. There's literally one player in the entirety of the NRL that you'd want in your squad right now to get your defence right, it'd be Sam Burgess. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's been a part of that organisation and he's won he's won a premiership there. So he knows what it takes, um, you know, to, to be involved in the big games. He's, and, and outside of that that grand final that he was a part of, like he's been involved in, um, you know, test matches and, and other finals matches as well with, with the Rabbitohs. So coming into, as I said, like the most important part of the season, would you not want someone in there with his experience, his big game experience? Mm-hmm. You know, just to just to be around the players and 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 to guide them through it and and talk to them about, you know, getting out of this form slump that they're in. So that that's the part that doesn't add up for me. So you know, like this, they've come out and, and the CEO has has given his statement and, and given his reasons. So that's that's we have to take his word for it. But it's just really strange timing for me. Mm. Coming into the last two rounds, I know they've got the bye this week, but my goodness, 
the importance of that last round against the Roosters where, where they're not going to have Latrell there. Um, and they're playing against a side that that has hit a bit of form in the Roosters. Oh, they are playing some good football at the moment. They kept Parramatta to 12 points the other night and they scored 30 of their own. So it's it's not going to be a walk in a park that last game. It's going to be, oh, I mean, we thought there were seven sin bins last year. There might be, might be 14. <laughs> they might call the match off, Smithy. Holy. Um, mate, uh, yeah, look, it, it, the timing is strange. Uh, isn't it interesting how we're seeing, you know, Demetrio had this great first year and they got to a prelim. Mm. Same with Craig Fitzgibbon. They didn't necessarily get to a prelim, but they, you know, had this incredible first year. And yep. we're seeing two rookie coaches essentially in their second year. Or, you know, even three, you could say, Toddy Powell, oh, well, is his third year. But rookie coaches, that everything goes right one year, and then, then they have a few things go wrong this year. Isn't it interesting to see how quickly things can change from great coach, this is a future, to heaps of pressure, you know, yep. no confidence. It, it, it's just a roller coaster, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Who would want to be oh, an NRL coach? I like, seriously. It. Like, who would want to be an NRL coach? What? Like, given the scrutiny that they're – that they um, are under every single week. Um, and at the end of the day, mate, like it, it all comes down to winning. That is, that is it. Mm-hmm. That, that's, it's, as, it's as black and white as I can be with the scrutiny around players and coaches and, and footy clubs. If you're not winning, mate, you are under the, the blowtorch mm-hmm. all the time. Like, Start winning football games, and and the pressure the pressure is just re- relieved off you straight away, and and you can't and and you could be, you know, playing well below your best, but still winning, and nothing is said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just if you if you get a win, if you get the two points on the weekend, then she's happy days for everyone involved. You know what I mean? So like when you think about Craig Bellamy, like you think about the the time that he spent at that club, like twenty twenty one years, whatever it is. And you know, not have you ever have you ever heard any have you ever seen a headline or seen a news article saying his job's under threat? Yeah. Not once. Yeah. Because of because of the you know, the the results that the Melbourne Storm have got over that long period of time. Now that's a you know, fantastic um achievement by that by that footy club and a huge part of that reason is because of the work that Craig Bellamy does, but it's just and it's it's an example that I'm using where if you have a side that consistently wins, there's no pressure on the head coach. Yeah. Whereas now, particularly, mate, particularly with a team like the Rabbitohs, who are one of the, you know, for want of a better word, a glamour club of, of our competition, when you're not winning footy games, everyone is put under the blowtorch. Mm. Now, I uh, moving on to Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker, I feel... I feel that regardless of whether it's fair, the criticism, I'm, I'm unsure as to if there is a divided changing room, if there isn't, but I do feel that it's now their opportunity, as I said, regardless of whether they are in the wrong, they're not in the wrong, they are being treated differently, they aren't being treated differently. It is still, I think as leaders of the team, it's now on their shoulders to do exactly what you just said, is focus on winning for everyone in the, in the playing squad because they're the guys that can get the victory. Mate, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, as a leader of that footy club, um, or leaders, should I say, their most important job now is to have themselves prepared, right, prepared as as best they can be physically and mentally for round 27. Mm. That's all that should be on their mind. Because mm. if they win it, 
then they're in. Yeah. If they win, if they win that game, they're in the finals, and then guess what? New season. Yeah. It all starts again, and they know. Like, you'd like to think that they're they're aware that they've got a a very good footy side, mm. and when they're at their best, they're hard to beat. It doesn't matter who they're playing, right? It doesn't matter who they're playing. So no matter the matchup in that in that first week, they should be confident that if they prepared well and they play their best footy, that they can go out and win. So over this next you know 10-day period where they've got time to prepare they 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 know exactly what's coming mm. they got the roosters round 27 i think it i think it's a is it a friday night i think it yeah whatever day it is yeah get yourself ready for that your entire focus your entire focus over the next 10 days is having yourself ready to go at 8 p.m. on friday night if if that's you know if that's the kickoff time now if you were i guess Let's say you were a senior player and Cam Murray was going to be the next captain at the Storm or whatever. He's obviously the captain now at the Rabbitohs, but he's, he's a young captain and, you know, he's an absolute legend of a bloke and the way he plays, it, it speaks for itself. But mm. I guess Drew, this would probably be his hardest time because he's the captain of this club. He's got a guy like Cody Walker who is a gun who's older than him, Latrell Mitchell, big superstar. Then yep. you've got everything happening with Sam Burgess, the coaching staff. What advice would you give a guy like Cam Murray to, to, to navigate such tough waters? Well, yeah. Look, it's it's difficult because um, you know he's probably as captain of of the Rabbitohs. He's just, I don't think he's ever been through a situation like this. And there's there's no doubt that you know Latrell and Cody, like they're they they've got big profiles. They're huge profiles. Like they're they're some of the best players in our competition. But you'd like to think as as you know leaders of that footy club, you know they're not running their own race. I, I just, I don't know. Like, mate, no one knows apart from the people inside the, the walls of the Rabbitohs, right? I, I just, I would like to think that they don't walk around that footy club like they're bigger than everyone else. I just can't see it. Mate. I can't. I just see can't it. see it. But as as captain of, you know, that footy club, and if if I was to give you know Cam Murray any advice, it would be about mate. You just you need to do, um, you know, the thing that's that's best for you and that is preparing to play your best game next Friday against the Roosters mm. mate, that, that's the most important job of Cam Murray it's not about trying to you know if there's little spot fires here and there to go around and all of his focus is on doing that right that's 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 the role of of the coach and and you know other people in the organization his most important job as the skipper is to have himself and his team prepare the best they can for their last game of the year to give themselves a chance to be a part of the finals. Mm. And I think that, you know, sometimes, and this is, you know, post-career, as I got a little bit older, I was never clearly a senior player or anything like that. But I mm. think that sometimes you need to almost separate the team from everyone else and go, boys, this is about us. This is about the 17 blokes that step across the field. So, we can all sit here and point fingers at, at you know at boards, at coaching staff, at former yeah. coaches, or the media, and we can say they're to blame. But at the end of the day, we have the power to change the narrative, regardless of who's responsible yeah. for what is happening. And I think they need to come together like that. Yeah. Well, mate, that, like I said, they haven't played their best football for a long time. Mm. So that's the best way to t- <laughs> the best way to take the spotlight off you is to is to play well and win. Mm. So they they need to find rediscover you know, those performances that they showed us earlier in the year because it like that that doesn't disappear. Mm. 
the the skill that they showed and the form that they had at at the start of the year, like that, just doesn't evaporate into thin air. Mm. It's there somewhere. Yeah, they just got to they just got to find that through you know the, the next ten days that they have it at training and see every day as an opportunity to hey let's 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 rediscover what we had early in the year. Like mm. where's it gone? We just need to unlock it. Um, but you know, like the, all this sort of stuff going on at the moment, it's just <laughs> what it does is it heaps more pressure on onto themselves. You know, press conferences this morning, you know, like social media posts last week, all that type of stuff, right or wrong. Like it's just, it's it's unnecessary um, focus that they're putting on themselves mm. where they should just be like doing everything they can to, to you know, keep the, the spotlight, the magnifying glass off themselves and just go out and play good footy. Uh, I got a text here. Uh, Arvo, gents, come on, boys. Call a spade a spade. This stinks like a cesspit. Burgess would not have walked away from this. He was made the scapegoat out of all this trying to protect Jason, Cody, Luttrell. Wonder what mm. Murray and Cook think of this. They were close to Sammy, the Penny Panther. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would be shocked if Trell, Cody Walker, Cook, and Murray have any issues whatsoever. I would be mm. absolutely shocked. Uh, yeah. I just don't see that. What, what do you think, Smithy? No, well, mate, I said that before. I just, I, I, you know, like there's rumours, get all this stuff that you hear on the side and in conversations and all this sort of stuff, but I, I just can't see it. I, do, I just can't see those guys walking around, you know, the Rabbitohs organisation thinking that they're bigger than everyone else and expect to be treated differently. Mm. I just, I, I can't see that. I, I just can't see that. You know, have they been playing their best football? No, they haven't. But that's a fact. We can all see that. And I'd like to think that, you know, those guys are aware of that and they accept that too. But the, the best way, the best way to, you know, just to keep everyone quiet is to have their best preparation over the next little bit and, and come out and play their best game against the Roosters and win it. It's the most simple way I can explain how they can, you know, turn all of this stuff around Kempi. And I think also today's press conference and the you know actions that have been taken are clear evidence that the environment is not the best environment. So, of course, yeah. the players need to take responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. The buck stops with them. I think we've made that pretty clear. But the environment clearly hasn't been good for these guys to thrive. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got plenty more to talk about, plenty more text to get to. Plus, we talk about top eight finals race. Also, Josh Schuster. What's happening there? Wow. It's a 40-meter kick. Here is Coruscant. Does he have the lead? Off the crossbar. He kicked it. Off the crossbar. He kicked it 40 metres and 10 centimetres. And that's all he needed. They're up in the grandstands. Off the restart to Tupo. They get the penalty. Coruscant backs himself just like his coach would want him to do. Last play now. Johnson standing deep. He's motioning for a play up to the right edge. Whether we'll see that or not, or is it a field goal? It is. Johnson to Wasset. He just can't do anything wrong in 2023. Sean Johnson. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Those were our game sealer moments from round 25. Thanks to Loctite adhesives, fast, strong, and reliable. The possibility possibilities are limitless. All it takes is a few drops. What an absolute G up. Happy Coruscant. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Barely even made it. 
Oh, mate, how dramatic was it, though? Hey? How dramatic. Just said, I'll take the two. He stepped up the skipper, and uh, he's he's actually a good goal kicker, though. Happy with the chicken legs. Can't make the like, distance, mate. Like he, well, they're, they're short levers. <laughs> so I think everyone was questioning, mate, is he going to get the distance or what's doing? Like, they're not the big, long levers from most of the kickers that you see, but, oh, mate, he did enough. Hey, hey he got it there. Oh, absolutely. He, he just, I'm a fan. Hey, yeah, get it there. But he actually... If you watch his technique, like he's um, he's got a pretty good technique, Appy. Mm. Head down, like through the ball, keeps his head down long after he, he struck the footy and, mate, he nailed it. Huge play. Great finish. Loved it. I just love that he goes into seven and he just enjoys his footy still. There's yeah. no signs of like nervousness or even changing his style. I think sometimes when you... You see a change in position. You think, they, oh, I need to be a structured seven. That's a great yeah. kicker, game manager. I love the fact he just got the seven and was like, you know what, I'm just going to play the way Appy does and somehow, yep. some way, get the win. Well, I think he made it. It's, it's a similar style that he plays when he has a number nine in his back, right? Mm. So he play he plays a bit like a half um, when he's playing out of that position anyway. Like he comes out, he, he, he runs nice and straight up and down the field, squares up defenders and puts people into space. Like it's the same way. I just... Yeah, I, I, he's one of my favourite players to watch, actually. And and then defensively, mate, tough as nails. Yeah, absolutely. So he's got it all. He's got it all. Now, I've got some text here. Uh, come on, guys. We all know that no matter what is going on at the Bunnies in this moment, they are, they see or smell a rooster's jumper, they will grow another leg and lift. Mm. Oh, wow. Tommy, what do you reckon about that, mate? I tell you what, he's had a Thomas? smile on his face this whole morning. He usually Thomas? comes in grumpy. Yeah. He's been celebrating and Thomas, gallivanting. what's happening? Four wins in our past five games, gents. We're going well, but... And Rabbitohs in turmoil as well. That yep. doesn't hurt. But <laughs> got to get through Just this. Got to get through this week. And then I'd all the pressure's on the Chooks because Rabbitohs won't have Trell. So just got to get through this week first. One week well, at a time. Well, just Tom, just, on the games. Tom, yep. Tom, just quickly, right? Just mm-hmm. quickly. You're without Tedesco. Yes. He's out. Concussion protocols. Mm-hmm. Mate, can, like, can you beat the West Tigers? Yeah. Tigers are looking red hot. They are looking good. They are looking good, the Tigers, but I've got faith. Sam Walker back. Even yes. though I don't I don't think he'll start, I think Hutchison will start. Mm. Robbo playing a bit of mind games, but I'll be know. at the game Saturday night. I think we'll I think you win. might get a bit of Benji magic on you. I hope not. Mm. He's taken out Wayne Bennett. Look, I, I want to ask a question, Smithy. Yes. Is Benji Marshall technically a better coach than Wayne Bennett because he's got a better winning record over him? <laughs> uh, I've got to ask a question. Well, listen. Um, <laughs> let's 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 revisit that when when Benji's um, coached what, nine thousand games. Oh, uh, see, yeah. see what his win percentage is. I'm just but saying. I, he, I tell you what, that's a that's a nice little scalp to have in the back pocket. Oh, imagine the hey? banter because they're mates. Imagine the banter. Yeah, yeah. Well, he so coached good. him in the in that World Cup win that New Zealand had in 08. Yeah, and at Wayne Rabbits. was Wayne was um, assistant coach there, and then at the Rabbits again, but. Um, I'm sure there was a few. There might have been a couple of little text messages <laughs> post game. I think it was get, that, that, was get that up your long neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best! We're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got plenty to chat about, including top eight finals race and also Joshy Schuster. What's going on there? Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We're here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day, and don't forget. Father's Day bloke drop is happening tonight at 6 p.m. Big bloke, little bloke, girl dad and daddy girl shirts are there. Limited supply. Make sure you head to our website at 6 p.m. That's at bloke.shop. Get there before they sell out. Uh, but let's get into the news. Top eight finals race. Who will win? Uh, who will finish with the minor premierships, Panthers or Broncos? Who will grab that fourth position, Storm, Sharks or Raiders? And who will finish eighth, Bunnies, Cows or Roosters? 
Oh, a big couple of uh, games coming up. Big couple of weekends for a lot of sides. Mm. Um, still some chopping and changing. I believe that could happen with this top eight. I, I think the can be. I think the top four is pretty much settled. Possibly the only change that could happen would be Melbourne to drop out. But um, given they've got the Titans this week with, and the Titans are heavily undermanned, um, I think I think they'll finish top four. Um, Going to be interesting to see what happens with Brisbane, though. So they could um, they could still finish as minor premiers, which would be massive, massive for them. But the thing uh, for the Panthers, who are just on a roll at the moment, they get a look at the result next Thursday. Mm. So let's say Broncos, they, they're taking on the Raiders this week. Let's say they, they get past the Raiders, which I think a lot of people would expect them to do. Um, but they then play... The storm in Brisbane uh, on a Thursday night. So Penrith, they get to look at that result, and depending on what happens, they could possibly sit pretty much three quarters of their side out, mm. like they did last year. I think they sent uh, pretty much like a New South Wales Cup side up to Townsville to play the uh, the Cowboys in the last round. So at, at this stage, I would say Penrith will finish on top. Um, they've got a far superior points differential than than the Broncos. They've got like an extra hundred up their sleeve, uh, but they're on equal points. They're on, but they're both on forty. So, depending on what happens with the Broncos, that will determine, I think, how Ivan Cleary names his footy side for the last round. Mm. But I think they name a strong side this week, and believe they will take care of Parramatta. But um, there still could be some chopping and changing at the bottom half. That's where I see a bit of movement still happening, mate. Mm. Yeah, it's, is um, there is there someone that you think could drop out or or teams to come up? If, look, like, I, do you I, see that happening? I think that uh, the Roosters uh, could come in with the form they're in. Yep. Uh, but this that game is so important that Bunnies Roosters game is if Roosters can get past the Tigers this week. Yeah, I don't know if. The Raiders have it to have it in them to finish in the top four. Um, no, if they were to finish top four, I would be, I would be shocked. And I look, mm. and it's no disrespect to the Raiders. I think they've actually had an amazing year. When you look at their roster, and you know, there's yeah. been a bit of movement, and and every, you know, I guess they're losing their key player heading out next year, and you yeah. know, he's had a quiet year as well. They lost their fullback. Mm. Um, quite a lot's happened at the Raiders, so I actually think they've overachieved this year. Still think that they're probably worth a top eight side through pure grit, but yep. I just don't know if they're in the top four best teams this year. Yeah. Um, now, look, again, if there's any team with this just unbelievable amount of grit that just gets them so much further than most other teams, it's the Raiders. But I I kind of feel like the Storm um, will finish that in that fourth role. But I will say the Sharkies have been playing some pretty good footy. They really yep. have. And it's been, like, shocking. If there's one team I would have thought was going to fall out of the eight a couple of weeks ago, yeah, the Sharkies. Yeah, well, I had two, mate. I had Para and Sharks, mm. but they found um, they found some pretty good form over the last couple. Um, I think, and to be honest, I think it's been helped by you know a couple of those games that they played, and the results for them um, was they they come up against sides that that didn't really play that well mm. against them. Like Cowboys weren't great, um, Titans the same, um, and they really just sort of put their foot down when they had the opportunities when, you know, the opposition teams, you know, turned the ball over a, a fair bit. So um, I'm still 
a bit iffy about the Sharkies. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I will acknowledge that. You know, when they play their their very best footy, they are absolutely competitive with with all the footy sides. But they have to be at their very best. Mm. I, I think what could what could possibly happen, like with that movement down the bottom, like right now, like I'd I'd I would tip. You know, I know we're we're still a couple of weeks out, but I would tip the Roosters right now over the Rabbitohs. Agreed. Agreed. So, you know, if the Roosters get past West Tigers this week, um, they're and and then they beat the Rabbitohs, well they 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 leapfrog them. They leapfrog them into um eighth spot. But then you also think about Kempe, you get, like the Cowboys are still there. Yeah. The Cowboys are still there. So and and this come the equation of or the idea of what happens with that Broncos storm game, right? And whether Penrith rest all their players for that last round. North Queensland and Penrith play the final round again this year, but this time it's at Penrith. So North Queensland, their running is Dolphins this week. Um I would suggest that, you know, North Queensland get past the Dolphins. And if they play an underman Penrith side, well, there a chance there as well, mm. which would mean they go to eighth spot if the bat if the if the Roosters beat the Bunnies. <laughs> so it's just it's incredible, Absolutely it's incredible. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, yeah, I was just about to jump onto the Knights, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they're every possibility of winning the next two. Absolutely. So they got Sharkies and Dragons, mm. mate. They they could finish as high as fifth. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Like, there's so much movement going on. Mm. So I think. I'd I'd like to think. Look, I I don't think the top four will change. Um, I think that's where they will finish. But from fifth to, you know, even go down the Roosters tenth, I think there's still some movement that can happen over the next fortnight. I think the Sharkies they could sneak into the four. I know, you know, they've played teams that haven't played as well. But I actually have really liked their standard rugby league. You know, mm-hmm. and I think their points differential, if they are to win and Storm drop a game, will actually because they're currently on 130 points differential, yep. whereas yep. the Storm 137. Yeah, they're pretty tight there. Yeah, so they're pretty tight. So uh, look, how amazing would it be for the Sharkies though if they went from disaster year to a top four finish? Yeah, you're going. Look, that's pretty bloody good two years in a row as a rookie coach. Regardless of yeah, you could look at the top eight sides they haven't beat top four two years in a row as a rookie coach. You'll take that. Yep. Which makes um you know talking about the Sharkies, and their the potential for them to jump into the top four with you know we're sort of saying that Melbourne will get beat by Brisbane mm. in in the last round right so so for Melbourne we're just talking scenarios right mm. now yeah that means for Melbourne like this week are you thinking like not only win like we have to put a score on the Titans absolutely. To just to just to try and give themselves a buffer between themselves and the Sharks, mm. because mm. they 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 know, you know, full well, and I know they've got a good record against the Broncos over the last sort of you know decade, particularly at Suncorp Stadium. But this is a very different Broncos side that they're coming up against in round twenty-seven mm. on Thursday nights. But if they can really just you know drive home a, a, a big win against the Titans because they are playing in Melbourne then they give themselves a much better chance to have that home final in week one, you know, finishing fourth. Yeah, and it's, it's a great opportunity too because although, you know, you would never say the Titans have just packed it in and they're not going to have a crack, with key players, you know, Tanner Boyd getting shoulder reconstruction, it, 
they're almost running out of gas a little bit. You know, it yep. does seem yep. like that they've had a really tough year. I yep. personally am really excited for the Titans going forward. I think they've shown so much. But it does seem like they're getting to the point where they just need the season to end. Yeah, they do. And they've had another, you know, serious injury on the weekend with Jaden Campbell. Mm. Um, you know, he's out. He, he and Sammy as well. Again, Sammy. So they're down on troops. Um, they haven't had a lot of luck with, you know, with injuries this year. They've had plenty out and they've copped some suspensions as well, as have, you know, a lot of the other footy clubs. But they're probably one side that are just, they're looking for the finish line right now. They need to get through this this next fortnight the best they can. And I guess in some ways it's it's, they're probably looking at it like, well, we get a couple of rookie guys, a couple of young fellas to get some experience that we'll probably need next year. Um, but yeah, it's it makes for a those. It's a, an exo- a very exciting fortnight with so much chopping and changing and different scenarios here and there. It's yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's it's what we want our game to be, right? Mm. It's how we want our game to be. Like unlike the last couple of years where it's been so sort of automatic, like we just knew, okay, well. We may as well just skip through the next few weeks and get into finals because we we sort of knew where everyone was going to be. Mm. Whereas this is going down to the wire. Like, it's incredible. Now, outside the top eight, let's talk about the mighty Tigers. If they win their next two games and the Dragons lose the next two, which is, two, which is very possible because they play the Warriors and then they play... The Knights. Um, the Knights. Could... Like, imagine a world where they get off the bottom of the ladder and the Dragons <laughs> can't win the wooden spoon. Could you believe it? Oh, well, uh, well, g- given the year that they've had, like, such a tumultuous year, um, I think that's a win for them. Massive Really? Win. <laughs> it's a win. And it's a disaster for it's the Dragons. It's a win to finish second last. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, disastrous for the Dragons. Disastrous. Um, and, you know, again, I think we're all aware of their how up and down their season's been and, and almost, you know, similar situation as, as the Tigers with so much happening away from – uh, the footy field, um, which hasn't you know helped their cause, but um, it's a possibility, mm. and it's a it is a possibility, particularly um, with the form that they've got at the moment, and you know the um, yeah they're a chance. I, I the, I've got no doubt that in the back of their mind, all the players playing this weekend are thinking about that. Let's just do do what we can so we don't pick up this wooden spoon. Oh. Because they've got, uh, basically, they've got the Roosters and then they've got Manly, which are winnable games in the current form, whereas the Dragons have got Warriors and then Knights. It's like, yeah, that's they're both informed teams. Um, yeah, well, yeah, they're pl- well, Warriors, of course, who are, um, they're top four and mm-hmm. they're playing them, they're playing them in New Zealand. Um, so it doesn't get any easier for the Dragons who have, they've, um, they've lost their last four, so. Mm. Now, Not much happening for them at the moment. After the break, we're going to share our best hands. Thanks to Schnitz. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz. The best hands in the schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Thanks to the SEN app. Down, well, the SEN app? Jeez. <laughs> Download it today. SEN? The SEN app. <laughs> I'm heading to France. I mean, England. <laughs> Even got me countries wrong. Jeez Louise. Someone fire me now. Someone fire me. Just put me out of my misery. Download it today for free in the App Store and listen anywhere, anytime. Smitty, best hands. What have we got, brother? Best hands. Thanks to Schnitty's one point this week, Kempi. Goes to Junior Tupo's catch. If you remember, that was the, well, almost the last play of the game where he, he took that ball off the short kickoff, um, which allowed Appy to step up and, and kick that match-winning penalty goal. So one point to Junior Tupo. 
Two points to Dallin Wateni Zelezniak's one-handed put-down um, for his try against the Seagulls. Well, it was his first of two, I think, um, against the Seagulls. I- I'm telling you, mate, this bloke, he's just doing this for fun now. It's unbelievable. I reckon he can score, right? I reckon over the last six weeks I've been watching him, half of his tries, I reckon he could easily just put it down two hands <laughs> or just dive into the corner. I reckon yeah. he's just... He's just layering up. The flying. He's term. layering up. I love it. I the love it. The soul glow in the hair. It's just just waving around. It's bums on seats, Smithy. Wing, wingers yeah, do do something, mate. They do do something. It's called bums yeah, it's on seats, mate. Promoting the game. Really. <laughs> hey, it's putting on a show. Exactly. We Why may not, not get through the tough stuff, even though Dallin does. <laughs> but some of us may not. He, yeah, no, he certainly does. He certainly does. But he's a showman. Yeah, I love it. Like, good on him. I, I just. I love the skill to be able to do yeah. it because surely these blokes aren't practicing this at training. Mate, it's you couldn't. Amazing. It's you couldn't amazing. practice it every day. Like you'd be banged up. Anyway, two points to Dallin, um, but three points, um, and maybe I'm looking after uh, a big rucky here. But I'm going to go for Daniel Saifiti's put down um, or Phoenix Crossland's kick to score against the Rabbits. What was he doing there? Wow, the big front rower, mate. Mate, the big front rowers, they don't uh, they don't get much love, but I tell you what, three points to the Daniel this week for what was a great try for a big front a big fronty. Looked like a big statue falling over. <laughs> so big. Unbelievable grab there. He, he's a large man. Oh my god. Oh, I'm he's so a happy very for large man. So I feedy brothers, the exciting thing for the Knights, if they can continue this form and stay consistent and grow, they're relatively young. They, it's a really exciting combination if they can continue to play this well. Now Schnitz yeah. bite into golden, delicious handcrafted schnitzels. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. And also, we've got New Zealand Warriors captain Tohu Harris coming on the show later. Plus, we'll talk about Josh Schuster and the Manly Seagulls. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's get into some tech, Smithy. Yes, mate. What do we got? Uh, oh, here we go. Kempi, remember, you don't always have to agree with Smithy. Don't forget about your safe word. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There's the... Popcorn. Uh, yeah, Popcorn. There, that's the, yeah. That's the um, <laughs> the weekly text. Uh, he what sk- about this one, mate? Hey, Kempi and Smithy, the hot take cowboy here. Anyone who thinks the Raiders are a chance of finishing top four is dreaming. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. Okay. Really? Ricky's Raiders on the slide, you reckon, mate? Jeez. Okay, okay. Okay. I mean, look. Hey, uh, I, I'd have to, I'd agree with that. I don't think they're a, a top four side this year, mm-hmm. but I think they've done incredibly well with their current circumstances. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see because they got some really good young guns coming through. They just got a seven off uh, the Eels, who played seven for the New South Wales, and he killed it. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Also, stay tuned for our interview with Toe Harris and plenty more footage. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings. And speaking about Chemist Warehouse, we have the great Tohu Harris here. You there, brother? Hello? I can't hear anything. You can't hear anything? Oh, no. Hopefully we oh, get no. him on the line. Well, anyway, I was, the, the joke I was going to make is, geez, he uses a lot of strapping. He, honestly, is there a third-party <laughs> deal? He is strapped with an inch of his life, the great man. Surely, surely. <laughs> He's been that way for a long time. He's wrapped up like a mummy. Oh, man. I'll tell Big you what. Tohu. And, you know, that's a bit rich coming from a winger. I will uh, admit that. Is he there? Tohu, you there, brother? No. It's a, it's a, it's a long connection. 
He's over in NZ, yeah, so yeah. it's, it's taken a while to get across there. You know what we're using? You know you use a cups with a string? <laughs> That's all we got up here. That's what we got in a, at uh, the captain's run. Cups with some string connected to Tohu. <laughs> oh, we'll get him. Tommy will work hard. We'll get him. What an incredible uh, year for Tohu, though, because, you know, yes, Webby's been outstanding and, and we can all give credit there, but mm. it takes a, a leader to turn a club, club around the way Tohu has. Well, absolutely, mate. And, and you know, a lot of it's to do with the coaching, but you know, you need buy-in from the players too, and it starts from the top, top down. Like it's, you know, the skipper's got a, he's like the connection, right? He's the connector between the coaching staff and the rest of the playing group, and he's got to push the standards. He's got to live the standards every day, um, and certainly, you know, Tor who's done that through, you know, his performances this year that we've seen. I've seen a couple of their games live. Um, been incredible. Like he's battled and he's battled through too. Like, you mm. know, we have a little bit of a joke about all the strapping that he wears and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, he's battled through with some knee issues and shoulder issues and all these different things. But, um, you know, just the, the composure that he plays with, um, you know, the skill that he has for a big man um, has certainly gone a long way to, you know, what, what we've seen from the Warriors this year. Sitting in the top four could, which I think they'll, they'll finish in third position, um, which gives them a, a huge opportunity. Finishing third, Kempi, means they are guaranteed to play a home final in week one. Uh, oh, sorry, in week two, at least, at the very least in week two. And and the potential, the potential to be playing, believe it or not, a prelim final in New Zealand. Mates, we've actually, we've got in there. We, we think, Tohu, you there, brother? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Gotcha. There we go. How you going, bro? Yeah, good. I'm good. How are you? Mate, very well. Thank you very well. Now, first question, you know, what's it been like, you know, experiencing such an incredible ride in New Zealand? You've got the public behind you. It's been an amazing turnaround. You know, it looks like you're going to finish in the top four. What's it been like, uh, you know, being in the club a few few years now, but I'd say this has been the most exciting. Yeah, no, it's, it is exciting. It's, it's unreal, to be honest. Um we we haven't had a, a year like this where so many people have been so excited and and it's just been a fun year. So it's it's been good to be a part of. Mate, uh, we were just joking before. I'm not sure if you heard it, but do the boys give it to you about how much strapping tape? Because you are strapped within the inch of your life, brother. <laughs> they they actually do. Um, <laughs> every every single one of them do. Uh, they they let me hear about it. <laughs> um, and also this week, mate, hundredth game for the Warriors. What well, I guess. Could you put into words what the club means to you as as a you know a proud warrior player? Yeah, it's um it's obviously uh, it's a it's a proud club and um, to be able to sort of be on the wall with with some of the guys who have played at the club before and played a hundred games or more, um you know it's a it's a pretty special feeling and and I'm, I'm fortunate to be to be a part of uh, my old club was a special club too and then. And then this club now is, um, I, I, I think this moment is, is just just as good a feeling for myself. So, um, especially being in my home country, um, playing for, you know, obviously the Warriors, the only team in the country. It's mm. it's um, it's going to be a special moment for myself. And mate, I've absolutely loved your combination with Adam Fanor Blake this year. He has been <laughs> unbelievable. What's it? Uh, what's what's the magic, mate? Tell us the magic. Um, yeah, he's he's been playing out of his skin this year. He's um, I, 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 he's always had the ability to, you know, 
put the stats on the board and, and run for 200 plus metres and things like that. But I think what's separating him from a lot of front rows this year is, is the effort areas have gone up for him and, and it, like playing next to him just has, has, has been so easy this year. Um, when we need when we need a bit of go forward or a bit of momentum, um, he's he's got it for us and makes my job a hell of a hell of, hell of a lot easier uh, when I need to sort of um, connect with Sean and, and the other halves. And speaking of, you know, it's been an incredible turnaround, but it's it's a relatively new roster. Who's really, you know, you've been part of incredible rosters, obviously the Storm, now the Warriors. Who's been someone that's really, I guess, stood out to you as a, an important part of the roster that may not get as much praise as, as the superstars? Um, yeah, we've had had a lot of guys sort of step up this year. Like Jackson Ford's one who mm. um, he he didn't sort of get much of a run there at the Dragons in the last few years, and he's just come in and and um, just led through his effort. Like every week, we have certain sort of markers that we try and hit, and he's he's just been going off the off the board with it. He's um, his effort, and he, he's the fittest guy at our club, and. Um, you see it on the field, just how hard he works, and I, I don't think he spends much time in the back row because he's always getting flipped to the other side. And um, but he just puts his head down and, and does it. So guys like him um, have been outstanding for us this year. Now, mate, I'm I'm hearing whispers that SJ has put his form on the fact that he's it's the first year he's had a six pack. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, well, he's. He's let everyone know what kind of shape he's in too. <laughs> oh, it's the best. And what's it been like, you know, all jokes aside, seeing SJ, you know, have this, you know, incredible year. What do you reckon has been the difference this year for him? Um, well, it's, it's a little bit like, like Adam. Um, like Sean's always had the highlight plays and he's had the ability to change a game in a single moment. But um, the thing that he's, worked really hard on is the defensive side like um, when your halfback is leading kick chase line or or um, you know making tough tackles on on back rows and things like that putting their body on the line it gives the a team a lift and then um, so any sort of any command he gives or or whenever he wants the ball like the boys don't even think twice about it because we know he's putting his body on the line for us so um, I, th- I think that defensive side has taken his game to a, a new level this year and, and it's the most complete I've seen him play um, and it's been it's been so fun to watch and, and to be a part of and I'm just happy to see him happy too like it's it's been unreal Big tea bags it's Smithy mate great to talk to you <laughs> hey listen um, it's uh, been fantastic watching you guys go around this year I've seen you live a couple of times actually um yeah. Send you down to Melbourne um, in the Anzac game, of course. But, uh, mate, fantastic. Like, it must be a buzz in New Zealand at the moment surrounding you guys and your, and your form. And if you remain inside the top four, which you will, I, I think you're going to finish third. Mate, what's the feeling like about having the opportunity to play a finals game at home, if not two? It's, it's exciting. Um, I, I can't can't explain how excited the the city is to begin with like every everywhere we go people are people are on board with the warriors and and they're loving every moment of it but mm. um for the playing group like we're we're just excited to be a part of it and and excited that we've given ourselves this opportunity and and it's making everyone hungrier for more so um you know we don't want to just be content with 
with where we're at, we we mm. want we want more and we want to get better. So, um, yeah, we're we're working hard at that, and yeah, it's it's honestly it's been been a real fun year. Yeah, and mate, with with the next couple of weeks, like you'd obviously be quite confident. You take on the Dragons, of course, you know, this weekend, but then the Dolphins. You know, trying to continue this form and and maybe you know try and build on the last couple of weeks. I, I, you know, you've won the footy games, but I don't think you've been at your best. Is it? Is that the plan yeah. at the moment? Is to build into this final series? Yeah, I'd, to be honest, with you, Webby's Webby, he's just push, pushes one week at a time, and mm. and he, we we know that like how cliche that is, but um, he. We're we're not content with how we've played the last three weeks. Um, yep. We've we've obviously we've got the results, but um, within that we haven't performed as well as we'd like. And um, his whole thing from the start of preseason was each week we've just got to get better. And and um, we felt like the last three weeks we we haven't. So that's just been the focus of improving our performance and win every game we possibly can. That's mm. yeah, that's it. If if you had the opportunity, right? Let's say you finish third. Is there a team yeah. that you'd prefer to play week one? Whether whether it be, you know, Penrith, like the possibility of Penrith and Brisbane, you know, swapping positions first and second. Like you, you you take on whoever finishes second. I know it. You know, a lot of people go, well, it doesn't matter. We're just happy finishing third. But is there a team that you prefer to take on week one? Oh, to be honest, haven't sort of thought about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's either way. Like I'm excited by the challenge. Like whether it's Penrith, I'm excited mm-hmm. to to try and beat the um, you know two time defending champions. Um, yep. Like that'd be unreal to take them on and and try and win that game. And then the other one is playing a finals game in Brisbane. Um, so playing against the Broncos, who uh, have a really good year and and like on a big stage like SunCorp, Sun uh, we're we're excited for either challenge. So. Um, yeah, it's it's they're both. I just want to be in that game, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it doesn't matter who we play. Honestly, we we're um, we're excited by the challenge. Now, mate uh, Webby, as a coach in his rookie year, you know you've obviously had experience yeah. of of different coaches. What do you think is a unique trait he brings as a coach? He's um. I think he, I think he finds the balance of um, having fun, but knowing when to be serious and and work hard, um, and that's contributed to obviously the players wanting to turn up each and every day because it's not it's not a stale environment. So um, he's worked really hard at that, along with the rest of the coaches of making it engaging while we're in there, having a bit of fun, um, having a laugh at each other or, or themselves. And, um, but then when it's time to work, we're, um, we're taking it seriously and we're getting every detail right. So I, I think his ability to find that balance and make every day fun and engaging, um, it's, it's been, um, been a huge factor into how we've played and how this whole year has felt for us. Now, so, T, T, I was going to ask you to compare um, your very first NRL coach to Andrew Webster, but I think you've just answered the question. Webby likes having yeah. fun and a bit of a laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's a bit he's a bit less uh, 
intense. Um, how, how do I put it? Yeah, he's a bit less <laughs> intense. But, but he, he can have a laugh at himself and he can poke fun at someone else. But um, but obviously what Craig's good at too, he's, he knows when when the right time to pull someone in line is. And, um, yeah, but there's definitely a lot more laughing going on. Mate, uh, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but the great Roger Tuovasashek comes oh. back next year. You know, how excited are you as a captain uh, to see that? Yeah, he's. Um, I, everyone knows how much of a talent he is. He's and and the work he puts into to be that good. So it's only going to be good for our club to have Roger around again. So everyone, every single person's excited. I'm excited and can't wait for that moment. But. Um, hopefully he's coming into a, a winning environment, um, into a club that's that's you know done something special already. But yeah, he's certainly going to add something to it. And also, you know, Warriors fans are some of my favourite fans. They really do get involved. As a players, <laughs> first of all, are you aware of the signs that they put up? And also, is there a favourite sign that you have? <laughs> I don't think I don't think you can avoid the signs. They they. <laughs> That's creative at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know. And we've got one group at the moment. They're the, I think they call themselves the like they all. There's about thirty grown men dressed as Spider Men. Yes, yeah, Spy Wars. The Spy Wars. Spy Wars. Yeah, spy Wars Men. Something like that. <laughs> uh, and they've and they've got a big sign that says "In Webby We Trust" and all that sort of stuff. Like, they, there's been some creative signs this year. It's it's been been so funny to see. Now, I have to ask you this as well, because the fans, the community the f- need to know, is it Let's Go On Warriors or is it Up The Wars? <laughs> Definitely Up The Wars. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, much prefer, I much prefer that one than, than the old one. The captain has spoken. The captain has spoken. Thank you so much for joining us, brother. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having Good me. Good on you, T. And that is Hater Bob and the kids game. Oh, excellent. Say day back. Thanks, T. Yeah, no worries. See you, See there he goes. Look, if you couldn't get him a better bloke, he becomes a better bloke. Ask how the family is. Doesn't get much better than that. Uh, mate, I am such a fan of watching him play this year. Oh, he's a legend. He's a legend. And, like, just as you said there, like, says good day to the family. Like, great footy player, but just a, a lovely down to earth bloke, too. Very quiet. We used to call him the zombie. <laughs> just like, because he'd like, he'd get around training camp. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to call him the zombie. <laughs> but, um, he used to get around training just very casual and it's like he's it's like he's asleep. You know how zombies walk around just in that, <laughs> yeah, in, that yeah, yeah. in that sort of trance days or whatever. Oh, that's but then come game time, bang. Oh away absolute he goes. mongrel. Absolute mongrel mm. on the footy field. We're gonna head to a break and I didn't really push it, Smithy, but I was gonna ask him, could he push for if he does play the Broncos, maybe they call it the Kemp Cup. I don't know. Oh, surely. They'd make it happen now yeah. while the iron's hot. Oh. Strike. <laughs> Strike now. Head to the break after the break. Plenty more rugby league chat. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz. Home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Currently no schnitz in the studio, just so everyone's aware. But it is our holy schnitz moment of the week, Smitty. What's your holy schnitz moment, mate? Holy schnitz. Well, we've spoken about these uh, these guys, these people, um, and they're called wingers. All right, a bit earlier in the show, and I'm, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say my nomination this week when I said holy schnitz, right, was when there was three, right, three separate wingers that got Hatties first half 
hat-tricks, mm. I must say. Not just hat-tricks, but first half hat-tricks last week. DWZ1, Will Warbrick uh, with the Melbourne Storm, of course, and then Greg Marsu to finish off with the Knights on Sunday at uh, McDonald Jones Stadium. I, I said, holy schnitz, like this cannot be happening. Like a hat-trick is a pretty special thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's bizarre. I think it was six hat-tricks on the weekend as well. What? Yeah, all up. I think it was like six of them. What's happened? What happened on the weekend? It was just the defence out the window on the weekend. Maybe wingers are starting to get a bit of appreciation. Maybe it's that. (laughs) (laughs) Or or maybe they're just starting to have a go. Oh! (laughs) Wow! Wow, Smithy, that hurts, mate. Tongue in cheek. Tongue in cheek. But those blokes didn't do as good as you, though. You scored four. Yeah, well, look, I did have Darren Lockyer feeding them to me, but uh, Mm, I'll claim it. Fair enough. I'll claim it. What was your holy schnitz moment? Mate, look, it actually has nothing to do with Rugby League, Smithy. Oh, right. Okay. My holy schnitz moment was, mm-hmm. so I'm sitting there Sunday, just chilling yes. with the wife, and then yep. she had a kid, and it came out, and I oh, said, I said, what? holy schnitz. <laughs> I yelled it in the operation room. They said, what the hell? <laughs> oh, congratulations. Well oh, done, mate. Well wow. done. And so, from, look. From the entire... <laughs> Uh, Captain's Run family, I'm sure everyone, all the listeners are very happy for yourself and your lovely partner. A little boy. A little boy. Um, Good on you, mate. But that, it didn't stop there, Smithy. It oh, didn't hang stop on. there. I yelled holy schnitz twice on that day. Right. So that uh, was the first. The bub was born. There's the second time. Uh, yeah. Look, you play at a club <laughs> for, you know, maybe 10 years and, you know, you've, oh, no. you've worked hard and yep. you've done some tough stuff. It's been some tough years and maybe you've contributed maybe you haven't you have won Dally M halfback of the year for one of the years at the very least you won right. player of the club for a few years right. uh, Luke so Cox, you're getting what a, a parting gift or something yeah maybe a jersey frames maybe some yep. you know some memorabilia over the, the entirety of the career mm. uh, no I actually think it's better Luke Brooks being given <laughs> a barbecue with a plaque on it <laughs> what what what? What the holy <laughs> schnitz? Didn't even come with a schnitz on it. What? <laughs> or a gas bottle. No. So he's got to go buy his own gas bottle. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Like, what, like no, there's been an explanation, surely. Was it a G-up? What, what's happened there? Look, I am not sure. All I know is, is I feel it's... like we're getting into areas where they're intentionally trolling us now. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're act, they're actually masterminds. Yeah, and we, and they just go. Look, we are going to make everyone go. What the hell is going on here? There's got to be an in-house joke there somewhere. Surely, surely. And they give him like they give him like a big silver plate engraved. Like once they got back in the dressing sheds, surely. Listen, look, I may, maybe there was. I will say though, <laughs> I hope Brooksy gets part of that third-party sponsor of whoever the, <laughs> the barbecue was at the very least. Barbecues are us. Maybe. I, I mean, whoever did get it, that's some great advertising. So, look. Absolutely. Look, it might have been a bit left field, but West Tigers, they're always thinking about the dollar, which is good for a club. Make a bit of profit on Brooksy leaving. Yep. Why there, not? There you go. There you go. Wow. Um, so, a double, so double holy schnitz. A double holy schnitz. Unbelievable. Yep. we got some text well here, done. Smithy. Uh, yes. Hey, Kempi, did you top uh, Wateni Zelezniak for a hat-trick and Warriors win on Morning Glory? Uh, I think I, it means, did you tip him? Oh, did I tip? I did tip him for a hat trick, but I said Warriors 13 plus. So, wow. look, I could have claimed that then, but I didn't, Smithy, because I'm an honest man. Mm. Um, any, got any, got, got any text there, mate? Oh, 
Hey, uh, yeah, well, I've got one here. This is having a little crack at you. I'm so glad your son's born in New South Wales. He'd be a New South Wales great. What? No, don't be silly now. No, don't be no. silly. No, no, no. I no. actually spoke to Hutcho, no. and he said he might be able to get a private jet that flies him up to under sixes. Absolutely. And he can start playing in Queensland when he turns, you know, six years That'll old. That'll happen. Majabar Redbacks? Mate, just, just get him across the border. Just somewhere. Just, just somewhere, mate. I'll play him in, I'll play him in a, a <laughs> kilometre from Tweed if I have to. For whoever it is, Chugan, just get him across the border. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about plenty of rugby league, uh, including uh, Josh Schuster and the Manly Seagulls. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We're here for Chemist Warehouse. Heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Now, before we get to the Schuster chat, let's talk about the debate that reigns over controversial tackle. Seals mm. have revealed that fullback Ruben Garrick suffered a fractured back in a 29-22 loss to the Warriors last week. Garrick is now in doubt for this Sunday's game and also next week's match against the Tigers. Uh, Blandies has confirmed that the commission will explore the possibility of a rule change to avoid a similar incident. What do you make of the incident? Does Garrick injury show that the Seagulls should have been awarded a penalty on Friday night's loss? What are your thoughts, Smithy? Well, by the letter of the law, it says um, Nickel Klogstad did nothing illegal, right? So when the ball touches the ground, bounces in the air, and um, a player leaves the leaves the ground um, to retrieve the ball, and he's contacted. It's play on, and then so the referee then explained that to Daly Cherry Evans about yeah the contact is legal. Um, there, there was nothing against the rules that um, was made in in that contact, and that he landed on the flat of his back. Okay, so the explanation is fine. Where I get confused, where I get confused with it is that. We've seen multiple tackles this year, right, where they are judged to be dangerous throws or or the defender putting an attacker in an unnecessary um, dangerous position and that there is risk for injury. So like you cannot you cannot say that, that that incident there was there was no risk of injury. Because he's 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 got an injury out of it, in fact. Now there was no intent. There is zero intent there to try and hurt someone. Um, so, f- from Chance's point of view, like I'm not having a go at Chance here. Like he just went and, and did what he did, and he wasn't trying to hurt Ruben Garrick. There's there's absolutely no way he was trying to do that. But when I when I look at other incidents in the game that have been penalised this year, they are far softer, and I believe right from just me viewing those incidents. There's there's less opportunity for injury in those ones that have been penalised compared to that on the weekend. Now I know the referee did his job and, and just went by the letter of the law and said, look, that's not illegal, and I believe he landed flat on his back. Um, he's not in a dangerous position. I can't penalise that. I, I completely get that. But we're penalising things that are far less dangerous than what that particular incident was on the weekend. That's what I don't get. Like we're penalising guys for hitting kickers now. Mm. And not just hitting them late. I've seen a lot of defenders be penalised for hitting kickers simultaneously when they kick the football. Mm. And then they fall to the ground. And they don't fall like Ruben Garrick did. Like They fall and land like on their side and not even in that, that, that sort of more dangerous position where he was, he was horizontal with the ground. Um, that's what I don't get. I, I don't get how 
we penalise those, but then that one there, we just go, oh, letter of the law, that's all right, that's okay, play on. Mm. I just, I don't get that. Yeah, it's for me, it's genuinely one of those situations where there's no real right answer right now as we mm. speak because you're right. Like as a letter of the law, the ref was just doing what he was told to do, doing what the law says. But in the vibe of the environment that we have created, whether yes. you like it or not, how could you possibly not say that it was a not a penalty? Yeah. Um, I, I will say I do believe that although I, you know, I'm, I definitely feel for Ruben. I definitely do. But I mm. think that the injury should be irrelevant. Whether, yep. you know, if he yes. put, if he put got up and just yep. bounced back up and played the ball, yep. it still should have been a penalty if you're gonna Either go way. yeah, if you're gonna go the vibe of what has been currently. But I, the, the worry I have is that we're seeing you know, for example, last week uh Teddy falls to Sivo's knees. Yep. Sivo hits his head. Yep. Obviously, Teddy gets injured, which we don't want to see. We don't want to see no. that. I don't want to see Teddy out. But if Teddy bounces straight back up, he plays the ball. Because that, Sivo couldn't do anything in that situation. Literally no, nothing. He fell had, into his arm. Had no control at all. And so the concern I have is is that people start going, where it's that optics look of, oh, like, you know, he got a broken back, therefore it should have been injury. No, it should have been. Uh, so Therefore, it should have been a penalty. No, mm. it, it should have been a penalty if you believe it should have been a penalty. Because yep. of the environment that we have, we are trying to cultivate the yes. player safety. Yeah, mate, it's a, that's a great explanation of it. So, and and it's and it summed up what I was saying before. Like we're penalising so many things in our game now that are that are far less, um, that have far less potential for injury. Okay, potential for injury mm. than what we've seen on the weekend. Like some of the things now, you like when I sit and watch, I just I shake my head and go, really, mm. really, we're, we're penalising that. Yeah. Like my goodness, like what what is our game turned into now? Um, and you know, just and then and then when you're watching that one, you go, that's been let go. Like how does that? How mm. they just they contradict each other now. Now I'll, I'll say this right. I'll say this. I'm okay for that to be let go. Okay if we stop penalising all the other things mm, yeah. as well mm. at the same time. Mm. Okay, so that in the law book, in the law book, Chance did nothing wrong. Okay, and I agree with that. I agree with that. And he landed on the flat of his back, which isn't illegal. If he goes past that point, you know, and he's and he's um, past the horizontal, then that's, that's, again, by the rule book, that's illegal. Okay, but if we're not going to penalise that one, stop penalising all the other stuff. Mm. That yeah. is... That is, you know, you know, plainly softer, yeah, much softer than than that incident on the weekend. Now on to uh, Josh Schuster. Uh, reportedly, will be 18th man heading into this weekend. Now, Josh mm. Schuster started the year. Uh, well, you know, for most of the year he's been six. He then got moved to uh, wide running forward, which I actually thought was a really good move from Seabold. There's a lot, some decisions I haven't agreed with Seabold. This is one I did. I thought. This is building towards the future. It's looking like you can't make finals. Get him on the edge there. Then next year he can hit the ground running. But, you know, Schuster came on. He had no runs, seven tackles, one miss, and an error. Uh, so it looks as like that has been the catalyst to be put to 18th man. Now, reports are, you know, they can be as that he's on as high as 800K. And then you hear some reports say, no, it's not that high. It's around the 600. To be honest, I think it's, you know, if you're on 600, that's still a massive wicket. Um what are your thoughts on the Schuster situation, Smithy? Well, yeah, I, I just think that he's been left out of the side because his his performance on the weekend wasn't good enough, Kempy. Mm. 
I think it's it's as straightforward as that. But, you know, at, at the same time, when you're getting paid a lot of money, like he's only just recently re-signed with the club. Like how Was it like six weeks ago, something like that? Yeah, it wasn't long ago. And, you know, it's it's reported that he's been bumped up to some significant amount of money. Like it's just, you know, like when you when you go into those negotiations and you're saying that this is this is my value, this is what I'm worth, and when when the club comes to the party and say, yeah, righto, let's let's move forward with this association with each other, the relationship, you think you got to go back it up, mate. Mm. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And now, Josh Schuster is a is a incredibly talented footballer. Incredibly talented footballer. I've been lucky enough to see him live a few times at um, at Brookie, and he is one of the more naturally gifted players that, that I've seen play the game. Mm. But you know, when you're turning in performances like that, when you when you're being paid a lot of money, like it's just it's it's not good enough, mate. It's not good enough. And then you, you can't. You know, you can't keep your spot if you're not if you're not holding up your end of the bargain. It's just, you know, and we've seen it in the past where coaches have made tough decisions when, you know, players being paid a lot of lot of money and they're not, you know, delivering on the field, they get left out. It's just, it's not the, it's not the, it's not rewarding all the other guys around them that are busting their backsides to go out and and be at their best and to try and help win footy games for their club and for their fans. It's just not fair. Mate, if I'm the Manly Seagulls, I know this year is essentially over for them, but I would find a way to, in the off-season, get Josh Schuster to go around visiting, you know, people that are less fortunate, that things aren't going as well, you know, maybe even get him, you know, working a job to show what it's like. Mm. Because I'm I'm the first player, uh, sorry, first person to defend players when they get criticised. Oh, he's earning so much money, he should just shut yep. up and play his job. I, I, don't, I don't think that's fair. But no. I also do believe that if you're on a big wicket and you are a key part of a club and a team, you've got your brothers beside you, you yep. owe it to them to have a dig. You don't have to That's play right. well. You don't owe it to them to play well. You owe it to them to have a dig. And I think yep. that he needs to just take a step back and be grateful for how lucky he is to be in the position he's in. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to grasp that concept, mate. Well, like when you're a young fella, you're, like, sure. you're just like, oh, mate, I'm playing footy. You know, how good is this? I'm getting paid to do something that I love. But at the end of the day, like you, you are being paid to go out there and perform. Mm. It's as simple as it gets. That's your occupation. Um, you know, you're paid to do a job to a certain standard. And if you don't, then there's consequences. Mm. There's consequences. Now, you know, you'd like to think that as an individual, you're not going to go, ah, well, I'm not playing first grade. I'll just, I'll just cop my paycheck every month and, if I'm playing reserve grade, I'm playing reserve grade. Like, surely you've got a bit more about yourself to go. No, nah, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm going to prove all these people wrong. Yeah, I'm going to work my backside off. I'm going to get myself in a good shape, and I'm going to go out there and play the football that I know I can play. And I'm going to show everyone else, you know, how good I can play. Mm. Because if you don't feel that way, what are you doing there? Yeah, stop wasting your time. Mm. Like, stop wasting your time with something that you're not committed to. Mm. Go do something that you know that you can give up, give a hundred percent of yourself to and be good at it. Mm. That, that's my take on it, mate. That's my take on it. It's, it might seem a little bit simplistic, but that's, that's, that was my approach, you know, when I was playing and, and the way I sort of learned, particularly through Craig Bellamy was that if you're going to do something in life, do it to the best of your ability. Mm. If not, you probably should find something else to do. Yeah.
Yeah, and, and, and you, you hit the nail on the head. Sometimes when you're a bit younger, it's a bit hard to see, you know, how lucky you are and how fortunate mm. you are. So I, I hope Manly do spend a lot of time really cultivating gratitude because as yes. soon as you're as soon as you have gratitude for the you know position you're in you're going to yep. give it the respect it deserves then because you're going to say wow life could be much worse than this and you know yeah. what in a couple of years it might be if i keep doing this yeah um and so hopefully they can turn it around because it'd be one of the mate i'll be honest it'd be one of the saddest stories in rugby league in regards to performances if a guy this talented absolutely isn't one of the best players in the competition and playing you know origin now look if he doesn't enjoy footy and he's not happy, then that's fine too. Like, no dramas. There's no dramas with that at all. And, mm. you know, go do what you love. Be happy. Then I'm all for that. But if you're going to be here, if you're going to be on a big contract and yep. you've got brothers breaking their bodies beside you to, to yep. make this happen, you, you owe it to them and the fans to have a dig. We're going to head yep. to a break. After the break, we've got Bailey Ladders, who is climbing them. Uh, thanks to, obviously, Bailey Ladders. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time to see which young players are climbing up the Bailey Ladder. Worksite trusted for over 60 years. 60 years, Kempi. And I'll tell you what, a studio, the studio ladder is it's, it's still missing. It's I still missing? It oh, it's crazy. We need an investigation. I tell you what, though, at least we know it's still working. It's still working. Because 60 it, And years. it will for another 60. <laughs> um, okay, three nominations this week. Tommy Weaver. For the Titans. He was great. Um, playing in the halves, yeah. He's uh, been playing some footy at the Tweed Seagulls. So he made his debut on the weekend. Only 20 years of age. One line break assist, made 18 tackles and kicked for over 700 metres. 700 metres? He nearly kicked the ball a kilometre. Wow. That's ridiculous. I'd love to know. We need to find out, Tom, Statman. We need to find out who's kicked the most metres in one, one game. Uh, second nomination, Tristan Riley for the Tigers. There was a couple of debutants um, in this game. Tigers v Dolphins. Uh, made his NRL debut on the weekend. 24 years of age, ran for 110 metres, one line break, and made 22 tackles. Memorable moment for Tristan Riley. Um, a win in his first match. A classic win, too, for the Tigers. Mm. Um, but then on the other side of the park, Trey Fuller, who I thought was probably... Oh, maybe the standout debutant across the weekend. He's 26 years of age, so one of the older debutants that you'll find. Had a try, ran for 130 metres, two line breaks, seven tackle breaks in just 47 minutes. That's a good day out. Absolutely. And, and you know, even some of the things that didn't show up on stats, but just how dangerous he looked every time he got the ball. Yep. They, um, Wayne is just, he's a bit like, Craig Bellamy, or, or I guess you'd probably say Craig Bellamy is a lot like Wayne. He just, he's got that ability to, you know, put a lot of confidence in young players. And, and, and you know, Trey's 26, so he's not the youngest guy getting around, but it's his first game. Mm. So, but just to build that confidence in him and say, mate, I believe in you. You've been playing great footy up to this point. That's why you've been picked to play NRL. Just go and do what you do. Yeah. And they do it. It's, um, in the fact that a guy like Trey Fuller, who I think is 26 years old, the fact that he had that kind of confidence to come in and play the way he did, it's it's to your point. Like, it's it's such a great point that you'd almost expect a 26-year-old to be a little bit daunted because it's taken mm. so long to get there. Yeah. Whereas sometimes when you're a bit younger, you're just so young and naive. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, like I'm supposed to be here and, you know, everything's good. Whereas being to, to come into a game and impact it the way he did, he was outstanding. Mm. 
Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. And, look, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. As an older guy, you're probably thinking, oh, geez, like, do I still belong here? Am I good enough? Um, why is it taking this long? But well done to Trey. He was outstanding. Now, Tommy, he's got the kicking record. Yeah, so okay. it was round four earlier this year. Mitchell Moses set the record. It was their first win against the Panthers, the game that went to Golden Point. He yes. kicked for 1,006 metres. What? In that match. And before that, the record holder was Jamie Soward back in 2010. Oh, Thowie. He, he, <laughs> he kicked for 923 metres against the Titans all the way back in 2010. Mitchell Moses is again there in third, and Cleary, Nathan Cleary is there in fifth. So Craig Wing, the best-looking bloke of all time. Craig Wing's there. Yeah, Cleary's there. Cronk, Prince, and, and Lockie all show up. But Mitchell Moses got the record, 1,006 metres. Wow. Oh, wow. Sham, shout out to Jamie Sauer, too. He's, he's coaching the uh, Dragons girls. Got the win on the yep. weekend in a, yep. in a nail-biter. Yeah, he was pumped, too. Oh, Love Wasn't he? I, I seen him in the coach's box after the win. He was he was hitting the glass Love and he it. was yahooing. Good Ooh, on him. Loved it. Uh, now we're right going to head to a break. After the break, plenty of more rugby league chat to get to. Welcome back to the captain's run. We're going to wrap this hour up and we're going to get to a text here. And you actually mm. read a bit of it out, um, but it gets cut off in the texting. So I'm going to read the full one out. Hey, yep. Kempi, I'm so glad your son is born in New South Wales. He will be a New South Wales great. He won't be hiding out the back during an under-19s origin fight like oh. you. You Queensland cat love Tom and Eddie of Hello Sport. I assume that's them. <laughs> okay, let's see who's hiding out the back when I see his next, boys. Hey, No, uh. no, nah, nah, the great Hello Sport there. Worst blokes in rugby league, but also great content. We're going to head to a break. <laughs> Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings. Let's get into it. Para v. the Eels. Now, what a, I guess, surprising way this matchup will come together because if you had said last year, Para versus Eels, end of the season, you would say it's an absolute blockbuster. Now, it still mm. may be a good game of rugby league, but, geez, the steam is out of this game, Smithy. Well, it is after that result last week and, and pretty much after they got beat by the Broncos and Mitch Moses suffered that, um, what was it, cheek or eye socket injury. I think everyone sort of thought, wow, this is this might be paradone. And it was after that loss to the Roosters on the weekend. So, it's, mate, isn't it crazy? Like this was, this is a team that played in the grand final mm. um, and now it's, you know, they're not going to, pl- they're, they're not even going to, going to make the top eight this year. So, um, yeah, a little bit deflating um, knowing that there's not a whole lot in this one. Apart from, you know, the Panthers, you know, they're trying to, well, maintain that spot um, at number one after this weekend. So big in for them. Brian Toto back on the wing. Um, still a few missing, though. Mitch Kenny in particular. Um, Scott Sorensen, I should mention him as well. He's been fantastic. Isaac Tungo. When, any word on Tungo when he'll return? He's been out for a little bit. Yeah, I actually think that now they may rest a lot of players in the final um, round, but I think because this season is so close, I actually reckon mm. Ivan Cleary is staggering the resting of players. I gotcha. Yeah. So maybe some this week and then the last round as well. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if we'll see like everyone rested. Like I don't even think we'll see Cleary rested due to the fact that obviously he had all that time off. Yeah, but I think he right. might be staggering his resting because I do remember listening to an interview with him a while ago, and they were talking about the fact that these boys, you know, their energies are great. You know, injuries mm-hmm. runs been good, and they actually really do look at ways to rest players, you know, intermittently throughout the season so that they can get to the end of the year fresh and ready to go. Yep. Yeah, I'm just just thinking around like. 
Tongo, though, like whether he'll play, whether he'll be ready to play next week, because he has been injured. Mm. Um, he's been out for a little bit. So, And he, he was, before he spent this time off the field, like he was unbelievable. Mm. Like, he was one of the best centers in the competition um, through that middle parts of the of the year. So, But as I said, Brian Tyrell back. Plenty to play for, for Penrith. I think for the Eels, um, you know, they're just trying to find a little bit of form with the last couple of games that they got left. Oh, Madam, I think Penrith. Mm. Mm. I think Penrith at home win this one. Yeah, I mean, you could see last week that the kicking game of Moses, even though Dylan Brown, you know, he worked his backside off and had some pretty good moments, mm. they just, no kicking game whatsoever, really. Like, it, yeah. it, to the standard you need it to be at, especially yeah. to play the top-tier sides. Yeah. Um, yeah look, it, it's a good point, mate, because if, if you're not... Like we just spoke about Mitch Moses and you know, his heavy involvement with his kicking. Oh, he kicked for a thousand meters earlier in the year, but he, he's pretty much their main man. Mm. And when you're not used to that 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 role as a main kicker, like you're not used to the workload of it, you're not used to you know getting yourself in right positions and the pressure and all that sort of stuff. So it's a massive part of the game now. Mm. And you look at all the teams going well; they've they've got a very dominant kicker. Um, so with Moses' injury, um, that took away you know. A, a very you know, strong element of the Parramatta's Parramatta Eels game, um, and it's going to be under a lot of pressure this week again by Penrith. Like they've, they're probably the most consistent side at kick pressure. Mm. So yep. you know, there's going to be times where they're going to be put under a, a lot of pressure on the last tackle, and if they don't get it right, then they're going to be turning the ball over in really good field position for Penrith. Mm. Where do you think uh, the Eels went wrong? Like what? I know they've had injuries and key players out, but we've seen other teams with way less rosters, you know, show a lot of fight. Whereas the Eels, mm. they just have been nowhere near where you would expect them to be. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say they didn't play with effort. I just think that they've lacked consistency mm. this year, or like all year. And even last year, they battled a little bit, then they come good towards the end um, and, and went on a bit of a run. I just think that, you know, like they're a side that, when they play their best footy, they are a very good footy team. Like a very good footy team. They're not just a side that you think, well, you know, they're, they're a chance of winning. If you, if you knew that Parramatta were going to turn up and play their absolute best, like you're getting fired up about the way they're going to play, like their performances. But they just, they, I don't know, they just, they couldn't find that consistency for the entire year. They just couldn't. And even within matches, like they go through a little period where they play really well for ten minutes, but then the next ten minutes, like they can't they can't hold on to the football. Mm. And then and then when when things don't go right for them, they start chasing the easy points. And you just you cannot do that in this game. Not not at not at NRL level. If you start chasing easy points, the reverse happens. You yeah, you start making errors and you start giving opportunities to the opposition team and. They put you away. Well, I, I look at them, and it's been a very disappointing year, but I'm still just excited for them next year. Like when you go, okay, Dylan Brown, Gutho, Mitch Moses, Junior Paolo, Ryan yep. Madison, RCG, yeah. Sean Lane. Like this side is still a really, really good rugby league side. It just mm. it just hasn't come together for them this year. And and so I'm I'm still very bullish in the fact that they can definitely make the eight, even the top four next year. I don't think that mm. their roster is just completely falling apart, but I do think that they've got to go out in the market and really find 
a better a, a bench that can offer more impact and be more consistent. I think where I think an area that they've struggled with this year too has been uh, dummy half. Mm. I know they went with Josh Hodgson, um, but he's he struggled with injury throughout the year, um, and probably didn't return the way that I think they thought he was going to. They like, well, on this show, I I, <laughs> I tipped him as a smoky, a smoky for, for Dally M mm. um, at the start of the year, if you can remember back that far, but. Um, yeah, I think the loss of Reed Marnie. Now I know Reed Marnie hasn't played the same footy that he at the Dogs this year that he has at Parramatta, um, and and I think that that that's more so a bit of a reflection of you know the squad that he's playing around at the Dogs than what he did at Para. But I, I think they've just missed that style of player at nine. Um, you know, throughout the 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 better part of this year, I think if you know, the loss of Reed Money has had a huge effect on this footy side. Um, I, I, look, I might be wrong, but I, I just think that, you know, that that's just, it just seems as though they've, it's just been, something's been missing at that dummy half position for the for the Eels this year. Mm. Now, on to next game. Warriors v Dragons uh, at Go Media Stadium. It's mm. Mighty Martin, he's extended squad for the first game since breaking his leg round six. Lomax returns to centre from a shoulder injury. It is the only change for the Dragons. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. I, I want to give the Dragons a wrap. I thought they were very good against Melbourne last Agreed. week. Agreed. Very good. It's one of the best games and performances that they've put in this year. Um, probably a little bit unlucky to lose that match. Like They were up 18 points to four. 18-4 mm. um, in the early stages of that game. And, and Melbourne were just they were good enough to claw back and, and win. It took a... It took a couple of really strong performances from Jerome Hughes and Ellie Katoa um, on the right side of um, the Melbourne Storm footy team to to peg back that lead. And maybe if those two guys weren't there or didn't play that 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 level of performance on the weekend, Dragons might have upset the Storm. So there was a lot of good things I think that the Dragons can take away from that game. They just what they need to do is. <laughs> And this is this is the challenge for every NRL side is to replicate that performance. Mm. Replicate that performance. That's that's what the good teams do. They don't just put in one good performance every couple of weeks or every month or like once a month. Every week they turn up, no matter where they no matter where they're playing, home or away, no matter what opposition they're playing, someone above them, someone below them on the ladder, they turn up and, and give the same level or same standard of performance than what they did the week prior. I've got to ask you, because it's, it's one of the strangest questions in rugby league because it, it's kind of just died down, but is Ben Hunt at the Dragons next year? Looks like it, gonna, but, well, it, it, it. Well, it seems that way given how quiet the, the chat has been around his um, availability for the Dragons next year. Mm-hmm. Like after that, I think there was a discussion that we we were told about with Shane Flanagan meeting with Ben Hunt, and maybe that that settled a few of his concerns, um, answered a few of his questions about where the Dragons as a club were moving um, in the future. So it's sort of like it's yeah, it's all gone very quiet, mate. Mm. Um, and I as, just haven't heard uh, Benny come out and really confirm yet. You know, like it's no. Well, well there's, there's been no confirmation. Hasn't yeah, it? yeah. There's very, been very no confirmation strange. that it's not – well, that he's still thinking that way, that, that that's a possibility that, that he could move on. But, um, 
Yeah, I think at this stage maybe maybe he will be staying. Well, if so they got, I say they were no confidence. Yeah, same. But but then I look at <laughs> I go Bud Sullivan. You know he's moved on, and you go well. Yeah. Okay, if Bud Sullivan's moved on, who then, else? <laughs> mate, oh, who else is there? It could be a disaster. It could be a disaster. I hope Benny stays though. I really mm. do because I do think Flanagan is going to really bring something to that that squad. Um, yep. You know, obviously he's a premiership winning coach, but. Mm. There are there are some shining lights. Like for example, shout out to our boy Blake Laurie. He hasn't oh. had an error in twenty no. games. Oh, fair dinkum. Yeah, twenty games, no errors. The big fella, oh. and he's Blake. been he's been playing the best footy of his career. Well done. Unbelievable, the big fella, up and down, yeah. just just getting through his work. Absolutely love. It. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got more rugby league to preview. Welcome back to the captain's run. Let's get straight into it. Dolphins v Cowboys. Cowboys playing to keep the season alive. Eight p.m. at Suncorp Stadium. Hamiso uh, Tabuai Fado returns at fullback. Nikolima moves to 5'8". Lemuelu and Kenny Bromwich return from concussion. Luki replaces Nanai, who is out with a shoulder injury. Smithy, how do you see it playing out, mate? Yeah, Jeremiah Nanai, he, he just can't seem to stay on the paddock this year, whether it be suspensions or injuries. So a big blow, but Helam Luki, he's a great replacement to come in, the big back row. But um, while it's pretty straightforward, um, we mentioned this earlier. It can be that you know, for the Cowboys, they just they just got to win. Yeah, they just they just have to win, um, and they're at short odds to do so. But they travel. Um, the Dolphins have been very brave all year, all year. Um, unfortunately, they they just yeah, they're. I think the depth of their squad has really um, you know sort of come back to hurt them a little bit, particularly in the back end of this year where they've had long some some longer term injuries couple of suspensions to deal with, and uh, it, it's a challenge, mate. It, it's a long year, um, and now facing you know a few quality sides, particularly desperate footy sides, it's it's been a little bit hard for them. But um, I'd like to think that the Cowboys get this done. They 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 weren't great. They were far from their best last weekend, but it's it's must win. That the, there's no other way to put it, and I'm sure they're having discussions. I'd like to think they're having discussions about that. That their attitude has to be right on the mark this week against the Dolphins, um, if they want to, you know, keep their season alive. Like they, they just, they just, they, they've got no other, um, you know, sort of motivation other than saying we need, we must win, if we are any chance of playing finals football. Speaking of the Dolphins, how would you rate their year? Now, I, I, you know, the start of the year was incredible. They've had heaps of injuries, but you know, mm. we're heading towards the end. They will most likely finish fourteenth. How would you rate their year? Oh, I'd I'd rate it a success. There's no doubt about that. Um, if you're going to give them a mark, it's definitely a pass mark. Like I'd I'd say at least a B. Um, you know, given like we'll put it this way: what was everyone's expectations of the Dolphins this year? Everyone said wooden spoon. Pretty yeah. much everyone said, "Look, mate, if if they win four games, like good on them." Mm. But you know, they they just they exceeded everyone's expectations from the start of the year, and they had us in the first ten rounds. They were sitting in the top four, Kempi, and everyone was like, everyone was just marveling at this this you know, incredible um, turn of events that that. Yeah, you know, was unfolding in front of us that the Dolphins they were just this remarkable footy side that everyone was up and about with, and it was fantastic. It was great for our our game. It was great for our competition. Uh, it was good for rugby league up here in Queensland to have another competitive football side. But as I said, I think 
you know, the, the, the lack of depth in their footy team has caught up with them. Mm. Um, I can only imagine what's going to happen next year, though. Like, it's a very exciting time. Talking about exciting times for, for clubs, like particularly the Dolphins, given they have Herbie Farmworth coming, they've got Tom Flegler coming. Um, I'm probably missing someone Abarillo. there. Avarillo. Jakey Avarillo coming up as well. So, you know, when you're adding three guys of, of uh, their calibre, you know, the, like they've got Flegler, state of origin player. They've got Herbie, international player. Um, and Jackie Avarillo is a, is a wonderful um, young player who's on the up. You know, they're, they're going to be super competitive next year and, and hopefully pushing for a top eight spot. So to answer that question, I, I think it's a it's very much a pass mark um, given with, you know, the talk at the start of the year, you know, the depth of their squad and they've got no marquee player. Well, they proved everyone wrong. Like you don't need to have a marquee player to compete in this competition. And I think the injuries that they copped, if, if they stayed healthy, let's just say they stayed healthy and they had to only use, you know, 20 players this year, 21 players, but they're probably pushing for a finals berth um, over the next couple of weeks. But a lot of suspensions, a heap of injuries. They've done well to do what they've done. So it's a pass mark for me. For the Cowboys, I think they've very much underachieved. Mm. At the start of this year, I, I tipped them as um, the premiers. Yeah. Given what they did last year, mate. But um, their season is still, there's a, there's a glimmer of hope. There is a mm. glimmer of hope. They They just need to turn up and win this week. Yeah, like on the weekend, I thought they really had a lot of effort. They were quite grindy, but they just lacked creativity and attack. And I wanted to ask you, you know, the Storm, if you could levy one criticism at the way they played throughout the, you know, the last 20, not the 20 years, but let's say, you know, 2012, whatever, was yep. they were a grindy side. Yeah. Now, when you're a grindy side, sometimes, you know, coming by points is tough. Did you ever experience, you know, I guess periods where, you were trying to find those points because your defense and everything else was always, you know, essentially the best in the competition. Yeah. Uh, mate, there, there wasn't really any, any stage other than um, there was a period in 2012 where we, we lost five in a row. Mm. So we weren't defending great, but we also were just, we could not find the try line to save ourselves. Like mm. we just couldn't, like nothing was happening for us. And, you know, I think you know, if you ever speak to Craig Bellamy about that, um, that five-week period, like he was scratching his head thinking, oh, like I've run out of answers. Mm. I, I, I just don't know what to do. But, you know, we just fell back to what the game plan that worked for us can you know, continue to work hard at training and it turned. Or mm. we, we had a big win against Penrith and then our fortunes turned and we didn't lose another game for that year. But um, for the Cowboys, like when you're not finding points, okay, like that can be fixed through through training and reviews and, and all that sort of stuff. But they're not, they're not defending though. Mm. They're not, they're conceding way too many points. Yeah. Can, like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's okay to, it's okay to, you know, have things to work on with your attack. But when you're conceding, they conceded 32 last week yeah. um, against the Sharkies. Mm. So that's for me, like that's the concerning thing. Like it's it's okay to be missing points, but when you're giving them up so easily, that's the con, that's a concerning thing. Then you go back to you know the previous game that they played against the Broncos. Like the Broncos didn't play their best footy. Like it was an entertaining game. You know it was end to end stuff, and there's a heap of line breaks, and it was all fun to watch. But they gave up thirty against the Broncos as well. Mm. So that's where that's where where you need to go back to the the drawing board and really fix 
some issues with your football is when you're conceding, you know, when you're conceding over, let's say, 14 to 16 points every week, you've got some issues with your defense, yeah. whether it be attitude or technical system issues. And you gotta you got to address them. Yeah, because it seems like the last few weeks, it seems like they they win field position, they win the tough battle, they don't get points, and they get dis like disheartened, and they just yes. fall out of the game. Which is you know as you yep. said, you've got to be better defensively. Now onto the the next game, we've got the Storm v the Titans. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, well, I've got um, I I think the Storm and the the really interesting sort of factor around this this game on the weekend is whether Ryan Pappenhausen will play. Can't be. So he's been named on an extended bench. Now, I don't know whether Craig's playing some mind games with everyone here and and maybe just trying to, I guess, protect Ryan Pappenhausen rather than naming him in the 17 or the 18. Um, he's been named on an extended bench, but I think the decision needs to be made that it's either this week or he doesn't play NRL this year. Yeah, wow. That, that's just that's my That's my point of view. I know if I was still playing... And yeah, Ryan Pappenhausen was coming back from the injury that he was coming back from, and and Craig come to me and said, "Smithy, what do you reckon about Paps returning?" I'd say, mate, put him in this week, see how he goes. If you if you if you think he's not ready now, then I don't think we change our lineup after this week mm. because they've got the Broncos, mate. Okay, probably not, <laughs> probably not the best game to be have someone returning after fourteen months out of the NRL. Mm. Okay. Now, like he, he's been back for two and a half games. He's played two and a half games of Queensland cup. Now Queensland cup is, is a great competition, but it's, it's, it's another step up. It's another big leap up to play NRL. Now, perhaps is a, he's played high quality NRL before. We all know that. And he's a wonderful player, but he's been out for a long, long time. I think this is a perfect opportunity for a couple of reasons. They're playing at home. Okay, so it's a familiar place for him. He trains there every day. Um, he's got all of his supporters behind him. And they're playing the Titans who are under strength. Okay, they've got a handful of players out um, with injury. And I, I just think it's a perfect opportunity to get him back in and just to see how he goes. Now, Craig Bellamy, he made the comment last week, right, to say that, look, I don't even know whether he's ready to go or not. And if he's not ready to go, then I'm, I'm not going to force him to come back and play NRL. Mm. And that's, that's, that's great. That's the coach looking after one of his players, which he has always done. But if, you're in any, if you've got any thoughts about playing Ryan Pappenhausen this year in the NRL team, I think it's got to be this week. Mm. And so is your thought process, you give him two weeks, see how he goes. If he struggles, then you make the call for game one of finals? I think so, mate. Yep. I think put him in this week. I think bring him off the bench. Okay. So you start Nick Meaney. Mm. Okay. Who's been playing really good footy for yeah. the Melbourne Storm. He's been one of their more consistent performers over the last couple of years. Um, which is, you probably say it's a little bit unfair on Nick Meaney too, you know, giving up this position. But it's Ryan Pappenhausen. It's, you know, if he's fully fit and, and, and playing well, he gets the number one jersey. But I bring Pappenhausen off the bench, see how he goes. Speak to him after the game and say, mate, where are you at? Mm. How did you find that? Do you think you can both physically and mentally get through the next five weeks of football? Because you've got the Broncos next week in Brisbane. And then we've got a month, hopefully, of finals football. 
honestly, you need and and it's the one strength that the Melbourne Storm do have is that they are very honest and open with each other with these discussions. You just have to, which and Craig is very good at it. You grab Paps after the game and say, "Mate, give us your thoughts. Be honest with me. Do you think you can play first grade and get your job done and not let your teammates down?" All right, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we continue our round preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time now for the Roosters v. the Tigers. How do you see this one playing out, Smithy? Well, Sammy Walker's back. Kempi. Wow. wow. When was the – now, we've got to get Tommy on because he is the Roosters man. And he's t- he said to us, look, hey, boys, spend as much as much time as you want on this Roosters-Tigers game. Sammy Walker, Tom, yep. when was the last game he played? Uh, it was at Cronulla loss back in, I think, round six. They lost 22-12. to 12. And then, obviously, he didn't play on Anzac Day against the Dragons. Mm-hmm. He got uh, had that AC sprain the week later yep. in New South Wales Cup. And mm. then he's played the last two weeks in New South, New South Wales Cup for the Bears. Yes. Now and played quite well? Yeah, he's not. I think he played better last week, like two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Had three tries, And then I think he just did his job last week. So two 80-minute back-to-back performances. And yeah. Yeah, I can just see Kempi just smiling. No, at me. I just you know what I find funny is a few weeks ago he was saying I'm not even going to support the boys. <laughs> now they've won a couple of games and he's their most. He's loyal back fan. on. Yeah, he's back on the he's bandwagon. Back on board. Mate, the hope is there. Uh, hope is there. I'll be there <laughs> Saturday on, night. So, I, I yeah. will be honest though, and Smith, I'd love to get your thoughts. Yeah. You know, okay, so he got dropped because they felt that he wasn't the man to get the job done at the time. He's a very young player, and obviously he will become that guy. No, the, yeah. no, 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 that. But then Drew Hutchinson basically plays the best two games of his career. <laughs> and it, now he may not be in the side and they're bringing in a guy that they dropped at the start of the year. And I, yeah. just, I just would love to know the thought process. What do you, what do you reckon? Really? <laughs> Drew is probably sitting there scratching his head just going, I don't – what's happened? What? I thought I played really well. Yeah, and they've had a couple of really good victories, Absolutely. the Roosters. But, um, yeah, look, I, I just think that – yeah, they probably think it's the right time to get Sam Walker back in. He started; he was their first choice seven at the start of the year, and um, you know things happened at the club where they thought it was the right decision to 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 change the direction that they were heading in. But I don't know; maybe um, maybe Trent Robinson he's got a feeling that they're going to be playing finals, mm. and and that you know the best decision for the club if they are playing finals is to have Sam Walker back there playing seven. But I must say though, there's been a complete change in the way the Roosters have played mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of weeks. I was at the game on the weekend um, when I, I watched them play against Parramatta and I'll tell you what, like their, their defense was back to some of the best defense I've seen from them in, in I reckon in the past two seasons, Kempe. Mm. Um, but their, their attack seems to be a lot more fluent. Um, they seem a lot more um, on, on the same page as, as to where or the direction that they're, they're going with their attack. Um, interesting to see. Well, I was going to say, see how they go this week without Tedesco, but they've got a world-class number one yeah. in Joey Manu going back there um, to take that spot. But I think Roosters, similar position to um, the Cowboys. Again, they just it's a must-win for them against the Tigers. The Tigers are brave. We know that. Appy goes back to hooker, so maybe that makes them an even stronger footy side now that he's backing his preferred position. The interesting comment I heard from um, Trent uh, before the game last week, and it was, it was actually we were off air and we are just having a quick chat to him on the field before the game, and he said he was actually really excited by the scenario that they're in. Mm. And he just spoke about how 
well, you know, their their um, fortunes are in their own hands. So, like, they can't rely on anyone else other than themselves. Mm. So he reckons, like, that's – he goes, mate, I get really excited about this situation. I'd much rather be locked into the top eight and knowing that we're playing. But, like, there's there's no question marks around what needs to happen now for them. Mm. They just need to go out and play good footy and give themselves a chance of, of winning these footy games. So pretty interesting to see or to hear you know, that come from the coach. And as I said, I think he's quietly confident about them going on to play finals. And, and it's a, I think that's a reason why Sam Walker's back in the lineup. And they're one of the few teams with the roster that is absolutely undeniable that they could be even a top four side. So, mm. um, yeah, exciting times. Now, Raiders v. the Broncos. Raiders, uh, Broncos head down to Canberra to play at GIO Stadium. Uh, White named in the reserves as he aims to return from a hammy injury. What do you reckon about this mm. one, Smithy? Well, I'll let you kick off, mate, because this is, this is your side. Mm. And I know we have had conversations about Canberra, right, and their ability yeah. to just grind wins and drag people down into the you know a, a different level of of footy that they enjoy playing. Um, are you at all concerned about this one? I just, it's such an important game. And obviously, you know, all games are important. But like, he, here's to, I guess, um, accentuate the point. Mm. You look at Panthers and let's say Panthers drop this game this weekend. Yep. Somehow, yes. something like, we go, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, it is, they're going to be fine. Let's say Panthers drop the next two games. Yep. We go, whatever, it's fine. Whereas yep. the Broncos, they've still got so much to prove. And also, they need to be heading into finals footy yep. confident that they are the team they think they are. They don't want to be going into the first game against either the Warriors or the Storm um, going, you know, oh, like, was it just a good run we were on? And and are we as good as we think we are? If, if they do go into that game one, because the problem with the, the Broncos in finals footy is they're yes. an inexperienced finals footy side. Yes. So they need to be flying as they head into it. And that's why this game is just so, so important, not just to get a win, to get a good, solid win. You don't want to go down there and win 36 to 30 or something. Yep. You want to go down there, complete at a high percentage and win, you know, 16-6 or something along those lines. Mm. So important, really. Like, so Jock Madden comes in for Adam Reynolds. What What is the news around Adam Reynolds? Like, I've seen a, I've seen a report in the paper up here this morning, can be that, Broncos are thinking of possibly resting him, not well, not just this week, but next week as well, mm. to have him tip top for finals. But speaking about like an inexperienced, you know, half going down to Canberra, what what's Jock Madden's most important job on the weekend for this footy side to go and play well? I mean, I'd I'd be going down there if I'm I'm Kevy, and I'm I'm sure he would, but I'd be saying to Jock. And the rest of the team, boys, there's literally no excuses. Jock, are you that much worse of a defender than Renault? Probably not. Like, they're probably just as good as each other. Okay, yeah. do we have Renault's kicking game? No. But if we just defend our asses off, we have the squad to score points. We absolutely have the squad. We, you know, we prove it with the Cowboys when we beat them up in North Queensland without mm-hmm. Renault, Jock Madden playing. So there's no, there should be no going into this game of like, oh, we don't have Renault and, and we're a better side with Renault, but... I should just. I would just be all focused on defence. Now it's very. The Broncos just love to attack, but the the points. <laughs> they, may, they are defending well though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The points come for the Broncos. They can, they could literally 
all their backs could play poorly in regards to the attacking side of things. Their forwards are dynamic enough to score points. So that should not be the focus going into against the Raiders. Mm. Um, from the Raiders' perspective, uh, I know they had a win on the weekend against the Dogs, but if they want to fire a shot finals footy, this is their test. This is yep. where do the Raiders really sit in the finals footy um, pitcher? And this is a test for them. Yeah, well, it is, mate, because you, you would think that at some stage, like I think Canberra's going to finish in the bottom half of the top eight. So at some stage, if they want to go all the way, they're going to have to face Brisbane. Mm. You, you would think, yeah. whether it be in a prelim or in the grand final. Um, that, I, that's, yeah, going a, a bit of a drawing a long bow a little bit, saying Broncos will be in the in that Thanks, really. that pre that prelim Thanks, or the bro. or the, Just or the grand tickets. final. I know, I know you like that, Kempi, but you. but you would say so. You know what I mean? I think everyone out there watching the footy at the moment would think, well, Penrith and Brisbane most likely to be a part of a prelim and or a grand final. Mm. So what I'm saying is. This, this is a good test for Canberra, as you said. Like they, they get an early look at what's what's ahead for them, and you know every team heading into finals, they're going to back themselves to go all the way. They're not thinking, well, we're just going to, hey boys, let's just let's yeah. just come into the finals. And let, like we're making up the numbers. Let's just do our best. Hey, like it's a completely different season. Mm. And I know in the past, it's it's results have shown that you need to finish in the top four. Well, you know what? Like we've seen over many many centuries, like. Like records are there to be broken. Yeah. Like I, I, if I was bottom four, I'd be saying, "Hey, but let's let's be the first side to win." Yeah. Outside the top four. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to head to a break. After the break, plenty more rugby league to talk about. Welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith. We have got the doggies versus seagulls. Quick one on here, but uh, what do you reckon, Smithy? Doggies versus seagulls. Yeah, well, mate, I think um, I think seagulls. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I like the fight that they've shown in periods of of. The games of of late, um, and they've still got a you know they've they've got a classy skipper running around who's playing some some great footy still in DCE. So, um, yeah, I, I think Manly. I think Manly. Although the you know the doggies, yeah, I, yeah, I think Manly. I, I just think the doggies they give up too many points, mate. Mm. They give up too many points. I just I haven't seen enough from them defensively this year um, to suggest that they could beat Manly. Now, Knights uh, v. the Sharks, absolutely cracking game. 4 wow. p.m. Are you kidding me? 4 p.m. on a Sunday? Yeah, third consecutive uh, Sunday match for Newcastle at home, and this will be like they they will be turning people away with a stick. Kempi, mate, he's good. They'll it's be so trying good. to bust into this ground, and they'll be like, "Get out!" It's now we're at capacity. They'd probably be more than capacity. I'd sneak in if I was up there. Mate. But anyway, um, my game of the round. Unbelievable. 100% is game of the round. Yep, for sure, for sure. Um, huge, huge game for both clubs who could, well, Sharky's potentially off the back of maybe, you know, other results going their way with the Storm. They could they could climb into top four, but um, for the Knights, mate, they could keep climbing. I just don't know, does it really matter, like, who you play? If you, if you, if you finish bottom four, does it really matter? Like either way, you, so. you you you're um sudden death, but I don't know they they might they might want to finish in a certain position. I don't know, but Newey Newey Knights they've just they've they've found a, a groove at the moment. They're going for eight in a row. It's incredible, mm. incredible. Like mate, you think back to the the middle part of this year oh, where mate. I reckon I had I reckon I got a big red pen and just went. Burr. 
Straight through them. Yep. Straight through them. Just went, nah, gone. Gone. Gone for 2023. See you in 2024. But the, look, uh, they're, they're back in a big way. In a big way. Mate. And I, I, I think they can do it. I think they can. I think Sharky's a favorite for this one. Might be. They, they might be slight favorites for this one. Um, but I think Newey can make it eight in a row, mate. But incredible. Honestly, I'd go further in saying, you know, not only did I put a line through them, I thought that the club was in turmoil. Like, oh, it, really? You know, like I, I thought that not only that was their season over, mm. I thought that the club was basically going to have to, you know, move on from the coach, yep. change recruitment officers. Like, I genuinely thought there was going to be wholesale changes. Because you have to remember, Peter Parr, I think it is, Cowboys. Yep, Parr. He, ca- he came in mid-year. Footy manager. And at the, yeah, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, well, he's the guy that's going to bring in the change because it's not looking so great currently at the Knights. Yep. And then, you know, maybe it's been his leadership. I'm not sure. But ever since around that time, maybe about four or five weeks after, they've mm-hmm. been outstanding. And I've got to give a massive rap to Adam O'Brien. You know, yep. he was under the pump. like Proper. Proper under the pump. Yep. And, and I do believe... I do believe that the Knights should re-sign him. I do believe that it should be probably a one- or two-year deal. I don't think it should be a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. I think he has earned – I personally believe right now he's earned a two-year deal because not only does he go into this next year, you know, having done what he did this year, he seems a much more mature coach. Even the way he handles press conferences and mm-hmm. certain things, he's had some personal life things go on that's, you know, some really devastating family stuff. So yep. he's managed to bring it all together, and I think that – He's going to go into the new season with a set direction to head in because this year, you know, is KP playing one? Is he playing six? That changes yep. your whole recruitment. I think it's it's good signs for the Knights. Yeah, it is. And you talk about, you know, Peter Parr going to the footy club and things changing. There's there's no doubt that he would have made a, 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 a huge positive change to that footy club. But I think it's – I think a lot of it to do with it, with the, particularly the footy, is Caelan Ponga playing fullback. Oh, mate. I think he's just going back to his position that he that he loves playing rather than six. I, you know, I don't. I still don't know how that come about or whether it was. I don't know how it come about. I don't know, but I think we all we've all we all know now that he is an out and out number one, mm. and the freedom that he's playing with. I, I know that, and the, and you got to give a rap to the guys on the inside of him. Yeah, like they're they're helping provide him or or produce, you know, situations for him that he's able to do his thing. You know, there's very few players in the competition that that have the talent, the natural ability of Kalen Ponga with the way he moves with the football, the pace that he's able to carry the ball, particularly laterally across the field and and get around defenders. Um, but you know, they're doing a lot of great work inside him to give him those opportunities to, to go and do his thing, and he's doing it really well. He's doing it as good as any fullback in the competition as my, at the moment. Like you throw Reese Walsh in there as well. That's why his name's being thrown up to be a part of this kangaroo side at the yeah. end of the year, yeah. whether he goes away on the, on that four-week tour. So um, I think that's a huge part of it. They all seem very confident. They're all on board with with what they're doing and what the coach has asked them to do. Um, and I will correct myself, the Newcastle Knights are favourites for this one, wow. which, which they should be, coming yeah. off seven consecutive wins and playing at home. They're favourites, and I think they can do it, Kempi. Mate, let's head to a break. After the break, we're going to wrap the show up.